Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So, this is the series almost coming to an end of Demands of Discipleship. So, this topic is service. Has to do with service. Yes, God demands us to serve. Now, serve who? That's a good question, right? I like to the to look at Jesus obviously for example. Super good example of this is what a servant looks like because he was the ultimate servant in Matthew chapter 20 Jesus calls his disciples together and he says you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them it shall not be so among you But whoever would be great among you must be the servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Okay, this this is the gospel. I mean, if I was going to say, you know, hey, what series of verses just capsulizes it up? I mean, this is it. Why is that? Because it's God demonstrating his love for us. Jesus came to be a ransom for many. But also, he makes it very clear, he's a servant. He's a servant. That's why during the Passover, when he takes all of his outer garbs off and is just basically in kind of an underwear situation uh, that most slaves and not high slaves, the lowest slave in the house at that time wore and started washing the feet of the disciples, they were like whoa, what's going on? And he was making a point and, and he clarifies, if I would do this for you, what should you do? Yeah, how much more should you do things for your fellow disciples and other people? During this crisis that we have, which is the global coronavirus, think in terms of service, because we're actually having to rethink some things. And let me run some categories past you of things, you know, and this isn't an all-inclusive list, but it's basically consider this kind of thing. Your family, serving your family, serving your community, and serving your church. Now, 
as far as family goes, there people don't normally think in terms of, hey, when I do things for my family, I'm serving them as God would have me serve them. <clears throat> but it's true. Because there is no given point of time, if you are a believer in Jesus, that you stop being his. So no matter where you are, in church, in the grocery store, in, in, at the dinner table, in the shower, wherever, you belong to him. You belong to the living God. So, what is it, first of all, with family? And family, that's a hard gig. That's a, Because families seeing you grow up, they know all of the pluses and the minuses, the good and the bad, and all this crazy stuff you did in the past. So it's hard. Even Jesus had trouble serving in Nazareth because they kept they kept saying, "Wow, you know, isn't this uh, the carpenter's son?" And they didn't have, were having trouble getting past that. That doesn't excuse us from not trying, though. Trying to serve the people in our family in the name of the Lord. Because, because we belong to him. And it can be something simple, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, something very simple. It, may, it could be something huge. Getting something for someone that they really need. And it doesn't have to be your immediate family. It could be your extended family. You know, if you have cousins and nephews and nieces or, or aunts and uncles or things, that's, that's huge. But those are just small examples. And I say family first because that's really... That's tough. And working from the out, from the inside out, is is really uh, that's a tough gig. So the other thing is serving in your church. Now, now because of the coronavirus, things have changed quite a bit. But that still doesn't mean you can't serve in your church contacting people, seeing if they're doing okay, seeing if they have everything that they need, especially the older folks. I think James says, uh, pure religion is this, is take care of the widows and the orphans. But doing that and helping the deacon body or the elder body take care of the people within the church, that's important. Uh, you know, may do a, da- a doorstep drop-off of, of canned goods or something if somebody needs that. That way they know, hey, that's a brother and sister in love, and that strengthens the church. And the stronger your church is, the more they can 
do the next step, which is reach out into the community. And volunteering in the community is, is, can be fantastic as well. And that's something that millennials do a lot of that some other generations, um, well, I say millennials and younger, that some of the older generations don't do so hot sometimes. And then that is they'll volunteer for Meals on Wheels, you know, for senior adults for, for uh, food for senior adults. Volunteer, you know, and just go to nursing homes to just touch base. Used to be, you know, now that particular option may not be on the table for for some period of time, but... Um, but right now, delivering things and just dropping cards to some people. Say, hey, I have this scripture I want to share with you. Encouragement. Encouragement. Export encouragement. Because the one thing you've got that no one else has is the hope of the living God. The hope of the living God. So, service, the way Paul and the way Jesus uh, looked at it was very serious. Um, Paul describes himself as a bond servant. Now, in the ancient times, when Paul was around, uh, a bond servant was a different kind of servant. So there were servants that worked in the houses, and if they were uh, Jewish servants, they usually got to go free at some point. But if there was a servant who was so in love with the family, then they would make a decision to stay forever. And they had a ceremony actually where they would put their head next to a, the door post and put their ear there and then a nail would be driven through the ear through the cartilage okay kind of like a ear piercing but in a different spot and that particular mark meant that that person had given up their free will or free rights forever to serve in that house. That would be a bond servant. But it was a willing situation. They didn't make them do it. It was a willing, it had to be a willing situation. But it was for life. It was forever. So, when you think of servanthood and you think of the way Jesus did servanthood, that's one thing we, we really need to, to realize that this kingdom, the kingdom of God, is an upside-down kingdom. It's an upside-down kingdom. And that, I didn't think that. Uh, my teacher, Dwight Pryor, had mentioned that. I, I don't know if he was, uh, a, you know, Original, I listened listen to him uh, quite a bit. He's gone to be with Jesus, but uh, fantastic teacher. Love his teaching. But the uh, 
but upside down kingdom. Because if you want to be first, you have to be last. If you want to be a king, then you have to be a servant first. So, as you think of new ways, and that's what's really exciting about this particular time, as horrible, as horrible as things are uh, in in certain places, you have to remember that the kingdom of God is in a people. It's wherever the people of God are. That's the kingdom of God. And the kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. If you want to be first, you've got to be last. And it's not, again, the humiliation, thinking horrible of thoughts about yourself, and, and you know going up and down stairs on your knees and jazz like that. That's not it. It's, it's humility or humbleness where you're not thinking less of yourself, but less about yourself and more about God and other people. So, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you to think of new ways of serving your family because you're very, very smart. Think of new ways of serving your family. Think of new ways of serving your church. And think of new ways of serving the community. And let every one of those groups know that it's because you have a relationship with Jesus and the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you, don't, and you know what? Here's the, here's the real kicker. If you do it right, you don't have to ever say that. People will know. Now, you want to say it because that's witnessing. But I'm saying you don't have to say it over and over and over and over and over again. People, people will get it. I do this because Jesus was so wonderful to me. I want to show you how much love he can give. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on. Thank you keep for listening on. to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.